Welcome to It Starts at Birth, a podcast dedicated to empowering women to have a happy, healthy pregnancy the way that they choose. Um, over the last few days, we've covered a number of topics, including um, how to pick an OBGYN, how to pick a midwife, if that's the route you choose, um, things like um, the maternal mortality rate um, for mothers in the United States, and also recently, we just did an episode on little to no trace, um, t- controlling um, your stretch marks as they come th- throughout your pregnancy and postpartum. Today we have a new subject and I'm here with Faith and we're really excited to talk about it. Well, hello everyone. And yeah, we have a fun topic chosen for today, or actually <laughs> it's not fun, it's really a necessary topic though. It's managing morning sickness. And that can be something that uh, really puts a damper on that beginning stage of pregnancy and that first trimester into the beginning of the second trimester. But what I suppose is fun about this topic is that you actually can do some little things here and there to really take control and manage your morning sickness. So that's what we're going to be covering today is how to manage your morning sickness. Well, we're really appreciative of you for taking the time to join us. Let's get right into it. I think morning sickness is a great place for us to start this episode. Um, Really, it's something that a lot of people have to deal with at varying levels. And having a plan and and understanding what can help um, limit the effects of morning sickness is a really um, big concern for most mothers, especially first-time mothers. So I'm really glad that you did the research and that you had the experience to help address these topics. Thanks, Mark. And I have to say that one of the things that you do the best with in general, but especially when I am experiencing morning sickness, as you're pretty up for taking me out to get any type of food that sounds good. A lot of people think that um, you're going to have your most intense cravings towards the end of pregnancy, but it's actually your first trimester where uh, things sound really terrible. You've got a lot of aversions. And so if something sounds edible, Going out and getting that um, can really be helpful. So you've always done a great job of that for me. Well, I usually get to eat whatever I want whenever I take you out, so it's a good deal for me. Yeah, it's usually a double stop when we go out at the morning sickness stage. Uh, But today what we're going to do um, is break this down into three sections as far as managing morning sickness. And the first is just um, understanding common triggers and a little bit of what's happening. The second is some natural coping tricks. And the third is how you can best maintain proper nutrition in this stage. Of course, it's hard to get it perfect when you've got a lot of food aversions, but just um, wanted to share a few guidelines that might be helpful just to have in the back of your mind. So when something sounds good and it fits in that nutrition category, you can take that moment or that window of opportunity to get it into your system. Yeah, I think um, for the most part, for you, it seems like if as long as you follow some really simple guidelines that you can pretty much eat whatever you need to. And um, I think there's been different times where you've had more morning sickness than others. But once you kind of find your groove, it really helps out because in the end, um, there are certain things that really um, create issues. And for the most part, though, you know, once you find those out, you can just... Uh, 
just listen to, you know, what you're craving and, and go for it from there. Yeah, in contrast with many women, um, I don't feel that I get as terrible of morning sickness as some that I've witnessed. Like I know my mother, for instance, she had eight children and every time uh, she would just get really sick and throw up multiple times a day for months at a time. And so um, these tricks, though, many of them she taught to me just ways to kind of keep things as under control as possible. Um, They're not going to help you feel 100% probably. But I know even for me, um, I get just a nauseous feeling all throughout the first trimester and into the second trimester. And doing these things can really help me to keep getting the food down that I need to get down and certainly help it from being um, a terrible day, which can happen when I skip some of these natural tips. But first, let's get started with kind of common triggers and what's happening um, so that you kind of know what you're dealing with, especially if this is your first pregnancy. Um, First of all, the Mayo Clinic says that There really isn't one um, known trigger. Um, There's still a lot of research that needs to be done into what causes the morning sickness, but we know it's there. We know it's something we have to deal with. Um, What to expect when you're expecting, which is certainly it's been called um, the pregnant woman's Bible. And I would have to say that uh, for me, in a lot of ways, it is that it's just a really good kind of almost like a devotional book or a guidebook to give you general information. And some of the things that they have inside of um, chapter five, just breaking down the first month, they state that um, stress seems to be a trigger for increased morning sickness and fatigue. So just taking a lot of naps and keeping your stress levels down can really be helpful in... um, avoiding excessive nausea. But for a lot of people too, uh, the foods that you're around, smells that you are around can trigger that sick feeling. So kind of being in control over what's going to be cooked for dinner that night can really be helpful. Maybe staying out of the kitchen if your family's cooking something that doesn't smell good to you. And also um, avoiding Uh, perfumes and things like that can be really helpful. Um, But a huge trigger, and I think it's the trigger that can really kind of set me spiraling and from other uh, women that I've talked to, it can help. It it can certainly be the spiraling trigger for them to get really bad morning sickness is having an empty stomach. You wake up feeling nauseous and it can be tempting just to skip food altogether. But if you can um, get something into your stomach, it gives those acids in your stomach something else to be working on rather than just turning and turning over an empty stomach. And one of the worst things is when um, you end up getting something like the dry heaves because you're really sick and there's nothing in your stomach Uh, to deal with. So those are some things to kind of keep under control if you want to keep triggers at bay um, is just to 
stay calm, stay relaxed, stay rested, and then keep a little bit of something inside of your stomach um, and avoid those smells that are triggering you to feel sick because there really is no rhyme or reason to it, but if it's making you feel sick, try to avoid it. So then that brings us to natural coping tricks. Uh A lot of these, you know, I've just learned from my mother or from reading what to expect when you're expecting or talking to other people. A couple of these I didn't learn till my third pregnancy. I don't know if I just wasn't interested in them the first time I heard them um, or maybe I just forgot about them over the last decade. But some of the tips I'm about to share with you here in the natural coping tricks are somewhat new to me and they were really, really helpful as I went through my um, first trimester this time around. So when it comes to natural coping tricks, um, the first category to me that I think was most important and um, what you're going to find if you're reading for tips in what to expect when you're expecting or just reading articles online, it comes down to uh, finding a way to fuel your stomach without overwhelming your stomach throughout that whole first trimester. So um, here are a couple of tips. Uh, Eating small amounts of food can make a difference um, consistently. So you don't have to, um, you know, focus on eating a whole salad or eating a whole bowl of oatmeal, but if you can at least get a couple of bites in here and there, And um, every hour or every few hours, just keeping that little bit of something in your stomach to gnaw on um, is going to make a big difference. Additionally, avoiding large amounts of food can be really beneficial. As I mentioned, you can kind of get cravings for food in that first trimester and something will sound really good. One of the things you want to do then still is to avoid eating too much of that food because once your stomach gets really full, that nausea feeling and tendency is still going to be there for you. And so having an overfull stomach can have um, just as bad of an effect as having a totally empty stomach. It can get really uncomfortable really fast. So keeping it in balance, small amounts consistently and avoiding large amounts um, will definitely help you to feel more comfortable. Additionally, when you decide what you're going to eat, if you can think of something that sounds somewhat appetizing that is either whole grains or protein, that is a really, really good way to keep the nausea under control. If you can only scarf down, you know, a couple of uh, cheese puffs or crackers or something, that's better than nothing. But at the end of the day, um, something that has that protein in it or that high fiber whole grain um, attribute to it, it will give your stomach a lot more to do. And as it works on breaking that down, you'll have a longer feeling of um, stability in your stomach. That made a big difference for me. I was able to focus in on eating like raisin bran or frosted mini wheats here and there. And at the peak of my nausea this time around, that made a really big difference for me just recognizing that whole grains, whole grains were a really effective way 
to control the nausea. Now, on some of my worst days, this tip came in uh, really helpful for me from my mother. Uh, You may be familiar with the fact that ginger can be beneficial if you have nausea, whether you're pregnant or not. Something about it is very um, soothing to the stomach and can kind of quiet the uh, discomfort that you have. And there are a couple of ways to get ginger into your system. Ginger ale can be a great choice because those bubbles will also kind of help your stomach to feel good as well. But there are also little ginger candies out there. Um, They're kind of like gummies almost. And those gingers, ginger candies, if you just like pop one in your mouth and kind of suck on it, that can be very helpful as well as a natural way of coping with the nausea. And gum can also be helpful. Your saliva throughout that first trimester can get really thick and have its own kind of odd taste to it, which doesn't blend well with the fact that you're already nauseous. So keeping several different packs of gum on you, different flavors, depending on what ends up tasting good one day and then you hate it the next day, that's quite possible. But having a few different things like gum or mints that you can pop into your mouth to kind of keep that taste Whatever your taste of saliva ends up being, um, if it's grossing you out, just put something in your mouth to kind of uh, change the subject in your mouth, I suppose. This tip I really um, loved. I read it in What to Expect When You Were Expecting this time around. I had never um, really paid attention to this part of the the tips in the past, I think because I was so... Um, adverse to it in my young 20s. I thought that eating in your bed was kind of a sin. (laughs) Don't eat in your bed because, you know, you'll gain weight that you don't need to and things like that. But what to expect when you're expecting recommends eating in bed. And um, what they mostly mean by that is keeping like a little basket of snacks of things that sound appetizing. And that would also hopefully be beneficial to your nausea. Keep it next to your bed and you know, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you don't feel good, eat a handful of trail mix or eat a couple of crackers that can make a really big difference. Um, And they also recommend waking up slowly. So um, I started setting my alarm a little earlier than when I really needed to get up or had to get it up and just gave myself a little bit more time than I usually would to get out of bed. And um, that waking up slowly rather than sitting up and rushing right off to start brushing your teeth and getting dressed and ready for your day ahead made a big difference because I would just give myself a little bit of time to wake up. I would eat a banana in bed and then give that time to digest before getting up and getting out of bed. So, you know, 20, 30 minutes of just kind of waking up slowly, laying there would make a really big difference in how my morning went and if I could actually get some breakfast down as well. Now, as far as these natural coping tips go and some of these foods, um, one additional point to keep in mind is that changing it up is really important too. If you've been eating raisin bran a lot or one particular type of food a lot, um, you know, maybe skip a day here and there so that that food doesn't become that thing that you can't see again for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. 
So just kind of spacing out the food that sounds good uh, so that you don't totally lose your appetite for it can be helpful. A couple of other natural coping tips include staying hydrated. Whether or not you're pregnant, if you have nausea, drinking water can be helpful. And just making sure that you at least are sipping on water or ice cubes throughout the day can help you avoid um, the potential of getting really dehydrated and having to go into the hospital um, to get things under control because I know that does happen to some women who aren't able to eat for a long time. They throw up all their liquids. Just keep sipping on water and that will help you to feel more comfortable as well. And then um, there are a lot of things that healthcare providers and midwives can offer you as far as more um, advanced tips or um, even prescriptions to help manage nausea. But um, they will most likely recommend that you try some of these tips first. So trying these things at home and seeing how well they work for you can help you to avoid having to take a prescription in the end. Um, So always it's great to start out natural and then see where you can go from there. Well, Faith is really on a roll right now. But I just want to shout out to all the dads out there, future dads who also have cravings. Those are real and they need to be respected. Yeah, this you say is you steal my Pepperidge Farm cookies, Mark. Now I know why there's always snacks next to the bed. I thought it looked like something was going on in your head when I was saying that part. Like, oh, that's why she had all that. You're out of Pepperidge Farm cookies. Well, F you, Mark. You're also out of Welch's gummies. Now that really pisses me off. (laughs) Okay, so then um, the last segment that I'm going to take you through does not have anything to do with Pepperidge Pepperidge Farm cookies or Welch's uh, gummies, but those are some of the things that I love right now. So Mark's got to go to the grocery store, Um, but is just maintaining proper nutrition in your first trimester and while you've got morning sickness. And first of all, on this topic or this part of the topic, I want to say that I am not a nutritionist. I simply have gotten um, some tips that have helped me out a lot from reading around and also a lot from what to expect when you're expecting. Um, Chapter four inside of that book has the pregnancy diet. So even before they dive into breaking down your pregnancy month by month, they talk about what foods you want to make sure that you're eating, because especially in the first trimester, that's really important. Um, The baby's developing in so many different ways very rapidly, so it's really important to get the proper nutrition in. Uh, So I'll be um, including that, that that information in the summary at the end of the podcast and what chapters you can find some of the tips that I'm sharing with you in in what to expect when you're expecting. But I wanted to share them because I think that they gave me really good um, vision throughout my nausea this time around, that if any foods that fell into these food groups sounded at all edible, to get them in in that window of time. And that helped me to feel just really good about the nutrition I was giving my baby as it was developing early on. So... You know, a lot of it is just kind of what you're used to knowing you should be getting in. 
um, to your diet on a daily basis. So if you're already somebody who eats really healthfully and a well-rounded diet, you probably won't really have to change much. But um, the recommendations and what to expect when you're expecting include um, protein, getting about three servings, which remember that will also help with the nausea as well, kind of keeping you feel great, feeling good um, and keeping your nausea under control. Additionally, uh, vitamin C rich foods, getting three of those in a day is a good idea. Calcium rich foods um, is important. And this is really important because if you don't get enough dairy um, and calcium throughout your pregnancy, this is very terrifying to me, um, then your body will actually begin to take from your bones to give the baby the calcium that it needs, and that can lead to osteoarthritis later in life. So after reading that, that was a lot why I was like, you know what, I can get some whole grain cereal down today, and I've looked um, really consistently for ways to keep dairy into my diet. Um, Green and yellow veggies, getting about three servings of those a day are a good idea two fruits, and then some food that has iron in it on a daily basis. And you don't just have to eat meat to get iron. Um, You can also eat raisins. There are some other ways uh, to get iron rather than just meat if meat's not sounding great to you there at the first trimester. So those are some kind of nutritional marks to try and hit as best you can. But of course, At the end of the day, you're going to be able to do what you're going to be able to do during this time period. And so a great thing to have and a necessary thing to have, as well as part of your nutritional plan, is prenatal vitamins. That's a great way to feel good if at the end of the day you didn't eat anything very nutritional at all. At least you know you're getting um, some of those really important vitamins and nutrients to your baby either way. And then as far as maintaining proper nutrition goes, it can be additionally really helpful to work out throughout your first trimester. Um, We did do an episode recently uh, with tips and facts about exercising when you're pregnant. So if you missed that, that's a great one to go back and listen to. But your first trimester, A, is a really good reason or is a really important time to keep working out so you don't lose the level of fitness that you were at when you became pregnant. And additionally, it can really rev up your appetite. So if you are having trouble having anything sound good, do a workout, at least go for a walk or something like that, and you will be a little bit hungry after that. You should have a much easier time of getting something down after you work out. And uh, for me, I noticed really quickly this time around Being committed to working out and maintaining my workout routine in my first trimester so that I didn't have to start over in my second trimester definitely helped me to keep food down and keep helped me to stay out of spiraling into those worst types of sickness days that I that I would on days when I wouldn't work out. So that those are my tips for maintaining proper nutrition. I'm just kind of trying to hit some targets as far as what's good for the baby and revving up your appetite so that you actually can do some of those natural coping tips 
and, um, you know, get those whole grains and those proteins into your diet. And um, when all else fails, just kind of de-stress, get some rest, have some ginger and gum on hand, and keep your husband away from your cookies and you should be okay. Well, this explains a lot about why my beef jerky stash has completely disappeared. Um, Obviously, you're going for the iron. No food is safe right now. And um, our kids are also quite disappointed because every type of junk food that has sounded good to uh, junk food that has sounded good to me, which I don't usually buy, I don't usually share with the kids because it's not good for them. They get really excited. Oh, mom, you bought peanut butter Captain Crunch cereal or Cocoa Pebbles cereal. And I'm like, no, that's just for me. You can't have that. So, Mark, we may have to make the same rules for you. As long as I get an unlimited supply of beef jerky, I am good with whatever rules you make. Well, we really appreciate everybody taking the time to join us for It Starts at Birth. This is a daily podcast dedicated to empowering women to having the birth that they choose. Our goal is to give you all the advice that comes up. The fact that Faith is pregnant with her third um, birth, it's really exciting um, and it brings up so many questions and so many opportunities and we just want to share with you all the steps that you know come with that um, whether or not you're pregnant or you're expecting to be pregnant um, having a birth plan and having a, a plan for different things like prenatal vitamins uh, how to be up on food stretch marks all of that applies um, our goal is to just whatever comes up right now any question that faith finds yourself asking we want to share that with you share the research that comes with that and help you um, hopefully have a happy and safe pregnancy where you get to um, have the birthing plan that you choose. That's our goal here. And so we really appreciate you taking the time to join us for It Starts at Birth. My name is Mark and I was here with Faith, my wife, and we'll be back tomorrow with a new episode. So thank you for joining us.